First and foremost, tell me about your concerns as the Democratic Alliance uh, in relation to the investigation. Well, our concerns are on a number of fronts. Uh, chief among these, what we wanted from the beginning was a dedicated ad hoc committee that would focus on probing state capture uh, across government and within state and enterprises. We argued for a single ad hoc committee because we believe that the extent of state capture goes far further than the four committees that Parliament has signed uh, to look into it. And I think that the daily revelations that emerge from the emails uh, and the so-called Gupta leak scandal show just how far that extent is. Um, Secondly, that you would then be able to focus the resources and technical expertise that would be required for Parliament to conduct a proper and full investigation into this in one committee. Now you have that diffused uh, across four committees. You're going to essentially have to try and find four uh, advocates uh, four technical experts, and we're dealing with big uh, matters here. And for instance, uh, the uh, the uh, Eskom uh, tenders that were granted, etc. You require technical expertise uh, from engineers, from people who've been in this type of procurement and build process for a while, who have that experience to help parliamentarians get to the bottom of the problem. Parliamentarians don't necessarily have that uh, specialisation. And that's why it's always important that those committees are properly resourced. And our concern is that what we're seeing here is these committees being strangled from being able to actually perform the function effectively. So we will not get to the bottom of it because we will not even be able to scratch the surface. Without that technical expertise, we will not be able to compile and lead evidence without specialized advocates there. Parliament doesn't have those resources. We say we need to go out and get them and come back. But we have to do right by Parliament, this is right by the Constitution, and I think we owe it to South Africans to get to the bottom of the state capture matter and bring those responsible to justice. So if these committees are under-resourced, how are they going to be funded, though? Well, obviously, Parliament has a budget, and Parliament mustn't come and talk about shortages of money, because whenever the Secretary to Parliament needs to go overseas and stay at fancy hotels, uh, spend uh, over 7,000 rand a day on chauffeur-driven vehicles, never a shortage of money. This is the primary focus of what a parliament should be doing. This is a core function of what a parliament should be doing. Parliament tends to focus on a whole lot of peripheral things, overseas trips, uh, you know, uh, colloquiums, uh, you know, never-ending supply of high days and hot days that the speaker's hosting. This is a core function. This is what, parli- what the Constitution entrusted Parliament to do, to oversee executive action and to hold the executive accountable. Therefore, funding shouldn't even be entering into this debate. These committees need to be well-resourced. They need to be given that expertise so that we can make sure that we do a proper job as the Constitution intended us to do. Have you made Parliament aware of the challenges that you think uh, you, that, that, that might come up? Well, we've uh, made these challenges right from the beginning. As I said uh, at, at the beginning of the program, we pushed very hard for the creation of a single ad hoc committee. We'd be able to then focus these resources. And this was one of our points, that you know, you're now going to have to potentially call four uh, witnesses you know, to, the, to, to four committees. And uh, you know, you're going to try and lead evidence across four committees. We said it makes sense and uh, more, more rational to uh, focus this whole matter in one committee that could then specialize in getting to the bottom of it. And so we made that point right up front. But we will be writing now to both the Speaker and Mr. Frolic, the House Chairperson, and asking them exactly what resources they now intend to provide these committees. They've diffused the work across all portfolio committees. 
They need to now put Parliament's money where its mouth is if they are actually genuinely serious about getting to the bottom of state capture, exposing those responsible and bringing them to justice. We're also joined on the line by the chairperson of the committee, seeing that we're talking about him, Mr. Cedric Frolick. Sir, very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, sir. Uh, you heard uh, uh, the uh, the DAs, Mr. Stianes, and they're talking about the challenges uh, that the committee might face. Are you aware of these challenges? Well, um, thank you for the opportunity. Um, just yesterday, I had a discussion with the acting chairperson of the Public Enterprises Committee, the secretary to the National Assembly, as well as the manager of committees, to ensure that we put the requisite support in place. So I'm a bit surprised year that um, there is this perception that there's no sufficient support to committees and so on. We said right from the word go when the political parties could not agree on the formation of an error committee that the relevant portfolio committees must do their jobs. They determine what the resources are that is needed and we ensure that the resources are put in place. Now, now that you just said the DA said that uh, the uh, the end the public enterprise committee will not be getting the services of advocate Mtutuzeli Vanara as the evidence leader because of his workload. Do you then have other uh, uh, um, uh, evidence leaders that uh, that can be given to the committees? Well, let me first say that Parliament does not employ one person to be the legal advisor and to do everything as far as as legal support to committees is concerned or to parliament is concerned. Advocate Venara is one of a team of legal practitioners in parliament Mm -hmm. who are equally equipped to do the job. And at the moment, as I explained to the acting chairperson of the committee, Advocate Advocate Venara is also the the, the registrar of members' interests. There's also seized, by the way, Elvis, with a lot of issues pertaining to state capture that has now been referred to the registrar. So he's busy already doing something towards that. At the same time, he's also acting in the offices on the institution supporting democracy and he's also doing other work in Parliament. It would have been irresponsible and short-sighted of us to simply say, Advocate Venara, you are the guru here, you're the only one who can do this job, please do this as well. Then we could have been accused of stalling the process because then we would have knowingly loaded the person who already has a lot on his desk with additional responsibilities. And we are quite confident that we'll put the necessary human resources in place. So, so what I hear from you is, is that the human resources in place and the resources in place uh, in terms of making sure that these committees are set up to look into these allegations of state capture and no stone will be unturned. Well, at the moment, I must correct also the Honourable Stian Nathan, and if there is a perception... The Public Enterprises Committee initiated the process early in June already to have an inquiry into ESCOM, and that is where they started. Of course, there will be other issues that will arise, and Parliament will have to deal with the matters as it is brought before us. Uh, thank you so much for your time, as uh, well as uh, the Chief Whip uh, from the DA, Mr. John Steele Nason. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time.